Chapter Seventeen of My Reminiscences by Rabindranath Tagore. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Seventeen, Home Studies. Gyan Babu, son of Pandit Vedanta Vagish, was now our tutor at home. When he found he could not secure my attention for the school course, he gave up the attempt as hopeless, and went on a different track. He took me through Kalidas's Birth of the War God, translating it to me as he went on. He also read Macbeth to me, first explaining the text in Bengali, and then confining me to the schoolroom, till I had rendered the day's reading into Bengali verse. In this way he got me to translate the whole play. I was fortunate enough to lose this translation, and am so relieved to that extent of the burden of my karma. It was Pandit Ramsarvaswa's duty to see the progress of our Sanskrit. He likewise gave up the fruitless task of teaching grammar to his unwilling pupil, and read Sakuntala with me instead. One day he took it into his head to show my translation of Macbeth to Pandit Vidyasagar, and took me over to his house. Raj Krishna Mukherjee had also called at the time, and was seated with him. My heart went pit-a-pat as I entered the great Pandit's study packed full of books nor did his austere visage assist in reviving my courage nevertheless as this was the first time i had had such a distinguished audience my desire to win renown was strong within me i returned home i believe with some reason of an access of enthusiasm as for rajkrishna babu he contented himself with admonishing me to be careful to keep the language and metre of the witch's part different from that of the human characters during my boyhood bengali literature was meagre in body and i think i must have finished all the readable and unreadable books that were there at the time juvenile literature in those days had not evolved a distinct type of its own but that i am sure did me no harm the watery stuff into which literary nectar is now diluted for being served up to the youth takes full account of their childishness but none of them is growing human beings children's books should be such as can partly be understood by them and partly not in our childhood we read every available book from one end to the other and both what we understood and what we did not went on working within us this is how the world itself reacts on the child consciousness the child makes its own what it understands while that which is beyond leads it on a step forward. When Dinabandrumitra's satires came out, I was not of an age for which they were suitable. A kinswoman of ours was reading a copy, but no entreaties of mine could induce her to lend it to me. She used to keep it under lock and key. Its inaccessibility made me want it all the more, and I threw out the challenge that read the book I must and would one afternoon she was playing cards under keys tried in a corner of her sari hung over her shoulder i had never paid any attention to cards in fact i could not understand card games but my behaviour that day would hardly have borne this out so engrossed was i in their playing at last in the excitement of one side being about to make a score i seized my opportunity and set about untying the knot which held the keys I was not skilful, and moreover excited and hasty. 
and so got caught the owner of the sari and of the keys took the fold of her shoulder with a smile and laid the keys on her lap as she went on with the game then i hit on a stratagem my kinswoman was fond of pan footnote better leaf and spices End of footnote. and i hastened to place some before her this entailed her rising later to get rid of the chewed pan and as she did so her keys fell off her lap and were replaced over her shoulder this time they had got stolen the culprit got off and the book got read its owner tried to scold me but the attempt was not a success we both laughed so dr rajendralal mitra used to edit an illustrated monthly miscellany my third brother had a bound annual volume of it in his bookcase this i managed to secure and had the delight of reading it through over and over again still comes back to me many a holiday noontide has passed with me stretched on my back on my bed that square volume on my breast reading about the narwhal whale or the curiosities of justice as administered by the kazis of the old or the romantic story of krishna kumari why do we not have such magazines nowadays we have philosophical and scientific articles on the one hand and insipid stories and travels on the other but no such unpretentious miscellanies which the ordinary person can read in comfort such as chambers or castles or the strand in england which supply the general reader with a simple but satisfying fare and are of the greatest use to the greatest number i came across another little periodical in my young days called the abodabandhu ignorant man's friend i found a collection of its monthly numbers in my eldest brother's library and devoured them day after day seated on the doorsill of his study facing a bit of terrace to the south it was in the pages of this magazine that i had made my first acquaintance with the poetry of vihari lal chakravarti his poems appealed to me the most of all that i read at the time the artless flute strains of his lyrics awoke within me the music of fields and forest glades into these same pages i have wept many a tear over the pathetic translation of paul and virginie that wonderful sea the breeze-stirred coconut forests on its shore and the slopes beyond the lively with the gambols of mountain goats a delightfully refreshing mirage they conjured up on the terraced roof in calcutta and ho the romantic coating that went on in the forest paths of that secluded island between the bengali boy reader and little virginie with many coloured kerchief round her head then came bankim's bangadarsan taking the bengali heart by storm it was bad enough to have to wait till the next monthly number was out but to be kept waiting further till my elders have done with it was simply intolerable now he who will may swallow at a mouthful the whole of chandrasekhar or bishabriksha but the process of longing and anticipating month after month of spreading over the long intervals the concentrated joy of each short reading revolving every instalment over and over in the mind while watching and waiting for the next the combination of satisfaction with the unsatisfied craving a burning curiosity with its appeasement these long drawn-out delights of going through the original serial none will ever taste again the compilations from the old poets 
by sarada mitter and akshay sarkar were also of great interest to me our elders were subscribers but not very regular readers of these series so that it was not difficult for me to get at them with the apathy's quaint and corrupt mythily language attracted me all the more because of its unintelligibility i tried to make out his sense without the help of the compiler's notes jotting down in my own notebook all the more obscure words with their context as many times as they occurred i also noted grammatical peculiarities according to my lights End of chapter 17 Read by Lambda